Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Man, I, I feel like we don't even know how to record on Thursdays anymore, but let's get, um, let's get the people what they want. Today is Thursday, May the 12th. Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I said, yeah, if I Lord. Yeah, my Lord. 20 and 22. Amen. And we back up in this thing, man. Yo, we got a lot of, uh, not a really long agenda, but a lot to talk about. Uh, We're for a good time, not a long time. You know, we out here kicking it real heavy. Bro, we, how, how we end up going off the air last week and didn't even talk about WrestleMania Kitchen Backsplash or, or uh, ma- ba- 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 Bathroom Backwash? Oh, <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania Backwash. <laughs> uh, I mean, because we didn't have anything to really be inspired about. We knew the main event was going to be what it was because we acknowledge our tribal chief. Have you acknowledged your tribal chief today? Uh, I have. And if you didn't, just hold on. We'll acknowledge him again later in the show. Every we day. Kind of, we knew what it was going to be. We knew Cody Seth 2 was probably going to be pretty good. Possibly uh, the match of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what the match card was, what, like six matches long? Ish. Ish. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it wasn't really much for us to dive into. You pretty much knew how it was going to go. For the most part, you knew Ronda wasn't going to say I quit. Otherwise, you would have pissed away the entire investment that you made. Hell, you pissed away half of it at WrestleMania to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the build the build to WrestleMania and then the execution at WrestleMania. It already pissed away half the equity. You knew they weren't going to piss the rest of it away by having her say I quit. What, what does she do from then? Like, she's just like everybody else. Except she's making way more money. Bro. Um, and she's... Yeah, like... It's, and I hate to say this... Do you realize that she's got more years behind her than she has ahead of her? Again, again, that's going to end up being the, the title of the show if we keep this up. We're here for a good time. <laughs> Not Oof. for a long time. Oof. You know Stanford is live, burning the candle at both ends and they're basically like, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Especially considering one of their biggest cash cows over the last 10 years only had like a five-year run and now is listed as retired. Who would that be? Paige. Well, then there's that. <laughs> like, what you mean? <laughs> I mean, now, I ain't just finna get out here and say Paige was, you know, like, breaking attendance records or no shit like nah, that. Nah, but, but you best believe that people were watching her. I mean, yes, because she was a part of the... the the women's revolution, like when wrestling was actually going on with women involved. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she was getting airtime, but she was a part of a collaborative. Yes, th- this is very true. But she was impactful in that. Not uh, denying it at all, but I'm also not, I'm not going to cash no checks with her name on them. That check might bounce. Now, Paige at this point is roughly 33 years old. Hard to believe that, right? Even right. even worse, it's hard to harder to believe. Um, well, no, no, I'm sorry. She was forced to retire at 25, so she's been retired what four years now, five years, or has it been long? So five years from ago, 17. That sounded about right, or maybe even a couple of years before that. Um, I want to see retired. They had a comeback, had another setback, and then the really, the accident. Really sat down. Yeah, the, I think the, I think the accident happened in 17 or 18. So how long ago was was backstage? That's like 2019, 2018. 2018. Okay, so 17 does sound about right. 16, 17 does actually sound about right. Cause she she didn't end up wrestling at the that one pay per view they had for Women Revolution. Right. So that so there we go. So it was that year because she was supposed yeah. to be a part of it and wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so let's it. see here. So, that's that's gonna be the what year was Women's Revolution. Uh, PPV. That would have been 2018. 
They so ain't hit the bell for look, yourself. Look, look, look at us. I mean, we don't, we don't just know this shit. We know this shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Look at you. That's a look shirt. at you. <laughs> we don't just know K N O W this shit. We know this. N-O-T-I-C-E. <laughs> Bars. All I'm saying is I'll be here all motherfucking week. Bars. You should have tipped your waitress. <laughs> Try the veal. It's amazing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so vegetarian pastas to die for. What what else what else is can we can we run off real quick that we oh shit. <laughs> I mean, okay, did you want to give the pay-per-view credit? Cause like what we've seen is anytime they give you a what looks like a lackluster card. You're usually gonna get okay. a better show okay. than what, what's advertised. Yeah, let let's let's let me roll that back. So I Talk said it, I even said it Saturday. There was a streak probably for about two, almost three years, maybe even longer than that, where a advertised pay per view not named Big Four would be on with a Monday Night Raw uh, card. You look at this card, have no champion, no no main championship match because probably Brock was your champion and there was no big four pay-per-view. And you're like, what the fuck is this card? And then you watch the card and you have damn near Matt Classics every match. That should be fine. This wasn't that, but it wasn't it wasn't as mid as the card looked either. Yeah, we thought it was going to be super mid to the point of like, this is going to be an episode of Raw type shit. It, it was delivered a, it, better. You have too many people on the card that can deliver. You knew the main event was going to be fire. You got too many people that, that just know what they're doing. Yep. You you uh, you you lit a candle under something that we saw flickering in the back for weeks with Rhea Ripley joining the uh, the the new Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> the the emo gang. Man. And you know that's exactly what it is because they're not wearing just all black. They got purple finger fingernails. So, oh, it's, it's purple lights, black fingernail paint. You know what I'm saying? Just, like that I, was, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Damian Priest ends up wearing eyeliner and too late, even lip too, liner. Too late. I mean, like you, dramatic. You ain't been watching Raw the last two years. I've been, <laughs> I've been suffering through it, but I'm talking about that dramatic look where it almost looked like he has eyelashes on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about you talking about like where the black eyes like his part of your part of your whole demeanor. Got you. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons tour roadie. <laughs> Alex Cooper. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Alice Alice fucking Cooper. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, word, got you. Uh, 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 what's my man? Uh, Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Now you, now you're using, <laughs> now we, your, using your noggin. That's, that's that, that's that, that's that soup, that soup holder right there. That noggin. Um, <laughs> a couple of other pieces of of, uh, of things that we lost in translation. Impact had another pay per view last week. The beautiful thing about this is your winners. Impact World Tag Team Champions. Oh my goodness! I think I didn't think I was ever going to be able to say this. I told you, them boys, Mark and Jay the Briscoes, man. Hit the bell for me because I told you what was going to happen. Ain't no way they were going to lose their air quotes home in Ring of Honor, become free agents, and just fade off into the darkness to run a chicken farm. I'm fucking sorry. I'm not. I'm not finna believe that. Like Impact been dropping money out to get people involved. Briscoe's the, got the hummus for the summer. Why the <laughs> fuck would you let them sit? You gonna? It is gonna be going run around doing GCW shows. Like no, nope. drop that bread and get them people on TV. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, you trying to get ratings, fam? What? What are you? What are we here for? Now, also. This flew completely under the radar, but it is available online now for free viewing via YouTube. And uh, Durant, Oklahoma, maybe? I would think this is what it happened. Maybe even Sherman, Texas. Somewhere in the uh, Texoma area. <sighs> what I hate is I was supposed to be there to call this match, and I didn't realize the date. I didn't miss it. I just didn't remember the date. So this you was on turn, me. You'd have turned heel in comment, mid commentary. Yes, absolutely. Right. I would have turned real, not heel. I would have turned real. Where the ah, gang goes. There's a, there's another shirt. We turn real, not heel. Where the gang goes, the, the gang, gang goes. goes. 
the VIP Wrestling Champion and the baddest of all time is your winner. Red River Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Shane. Again, he is gang. <laughs> Wait, Shane Taylor. He's gang. He's Whole gang. A lot of fucking gang shit. <laughs> I, we got a live one on that one, but just in case you didn't hear it. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. <laughs> Man, listen, I, I'm so I'm so happy for our guy, man. Like, I hate the fact that he took the VIP belt from Gang JTG. But if you go to Oklahoma and show up and show out, dog, he had so much heat the fans spat on him. I mean, he also went ape shit on uh, Red River owner Robert Langdon. gave Should've him a got sta- gave him a god style pile driver. Should have been standing there. <laughs> Should have fucking moved. I don't have no sympathy for nobody out here fucking around with Shane Taylor. I would call Robert Mr. Langdon, but considering Shane Taylor is your champion, you should be calling me Mr. Wood. I will see you <laughs> in Texoma very, very soon. All, all I'm saying is, is look, w- w- there's certain people you shouldn't be playing games with. We're two of them. Shane Taylor's the third. I mean, people don't understand this. We say this all the time. It's not a game. Oh, it's not a gang. It is a gang. It's not a gang. It's a, a gang. It's not a game. <laughs> ah, there's another shirt. <laughs> Whole lot of fucking gang shit. I want. I want my these royalties. It's finna be. We are walking. Phenomenal. We are a walking tag team with no pro wrestling in ring experience. We need belts. We need fucking belts. <laughs> I'm putting that on the agenda for. I, I want to say this year before the end of the year, but. Out Definitely of, first quarter of 23. Out of respect for the industry, they will not go around my waist. However, I will wear them across my shoulder. Oh, yeah. They going over my shoulder. I'm going to have it sized so that, you know, if if necessary, I will wear it around my waist. And in true but, old school pro wrestling fashion, we are laying down the security deposit for us to win said belts. <laughs> <laughs> On your funky yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, if you're going to carry these straps, we need 25 racks off top. Shit, we, we going old school, big gold shit. style. If Rick, if Rick had to pay fifty, this is inflation in the motherfucker. One twenty five minimum. I'm trying to keep it, you know, keep it uh, affordable since we People, we're recovering from a pandemic. We're recovering from a pandemic in the middle of a uh, of a, of inflation and a recession with gas prices at all time highs, and people are out here still causing traffic jams at five o'clock. People pay for what they want. If you got expendable income, you can get some of this work because. For a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee, we will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. <laughs> I mean, just I was trying to keep it light for y'all, but now the price just went up. Shout out to Ron Murray. <laughs> oh man, I was wait, I was just waiting to use that one because you're absolutely right, sir. Price just went up. Price just, price just, price just went up. On your funky ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shit. what you get. Hey, look, at, at some point, you're going to have to scratch that into a hook. I, oh, yeah. come! that's going to be a song. <laughs> what that's what mean? I'm saying. <laughs> that's all. That's what I'm saying. Pick like, up. The whole, whole, every verse is going to be about how the price is going up. Pick up happening tomorrow, by the way. That's sidebar. At any rate. <clears throat> Yes. Yes. Amer- America the beautiful fucking it, gas prices. You bastards. <laughs> I, <sighs> so where where do you want to start? Do you want to start easy or do you want to start rough? First of all, don't ever ask me that in your life. Second of all, it doesn't <laughs> ooh, matter. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> don't you don't you ever address me like that? Or <laughs> shout out shout out to my guy Ra. As we say, don't you ever offer a grown man pickles? <laughs> hey, so wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sidebar. Don't 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 try to make sense of it. Sidebar. No, no, no. I'm just. This is a question. This is a restaurant fancier question. Okay. As a man, another man right. told you to never offer a grown man pickles, which I co-sign. But what do but what do you do when he's with his wife? You certainly can't offer her any. 
<laughs> but suppose she likes them. I mean, obviously she's married. Um, what you what you would use is the, you'd use an, uh, an alternate phrase instead of offering pickles. Would you like or, a vinegar cucumber? No, no, no. Okay, that's, just, that's just as bad. That's just as bad. You say, would you like any garnish? Ooh. ooh. You got to put the tile over your forearm when you ask that. Would you like any garnish to accompany your cheeseburger? But we're talking about Spears. No, Sean. Well, in that case, just ask for what you, ask for the type of garnish you want. Be refined. Have some culture about yourself. <laughs> when when the waiter asks, do you have would you like any garnish then you can respond uh yes sir i'll take your finest red onions and uh if you have any dill spears <laughs> no sean <laughs> yeah the dill spears hold the sean <laughs> all right all right well played all it is is having culture about yourself that's all the whole world would be better off tomorrow if people got some culture about themselves today. All right. So speaking of culture, this right. is this is a perfect segue. Do what we do go to Long Island? Do we go to Japan? Or do we go <laughs> to the South Pacific? Ooh. Uh, I feel like Street Fighter. Let's go to the South Pacific first. Your daily acknowledgement once again. Yeah. Roman, I need to hear the Street Fighter shit. Like we we finna go see Dalsim fight E Honda. Super, super, super. That's why Oktoberfest available on all streaming platforms. You bitch, you. Uh, stream live a few times on thebeastradio.com. There, there we go. All right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Roman Roman Reigns. Roman decided it's time to re-up on this bag. We had just had a conversation about rumors of what happens once his, once his contract is up. Ro- Roman said, rumors be damned. You're going to pay me, and I want less time. Yeah, you're not going to wait till I get to the end. You know what? A couple months ago, we brought up the fact that that the way these contracts were changing and they weren't going to pay royalties on merchandise, that you were going to start seeing a lot more professional wrestlers conduct themselves like professional athletes to where contract extensions and holdouts were going to become a real thing. See Mustafa Ali, see our tribal chief, see the story that comes up after this one. (laughs) Either one of them. <laughs> Any of them. Like, holdouts are real. Contract negotiations and extensions are real. And we want that whole bag. So, but continue. I looked at um, the Will Rogers, or I'm sorry, Dickie's Arena pre sale for Fort Worth, Texas for July. White tee fitted hat Jordans under Dickie's Arena. The glaring omission from the names on the pre-sale was one Roman Reigns tribal chief ahead of the table oh well headliner was Drew and then there's also talk of de-unifying the unified titles first of all kiss my ass with that you we not we not de-unifying shit like like that's that shit where like the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six after he beat Hogan had to drop the Intercontinental title without ever defending it. So they started a tournament. Same thing with Booker like, T Booker T when he won the US I mean, when he won the World Heavyweight Championship on the last episode of Nitro from Scott Steiner, he he people didn't realize he was still the US champion. I like the idea of belt collectors. Remember what was it, it. Seth, that, Seth that was walking around as world champion, US champion at the same time? Yep. And then I you also had kind of Jay Lethal, the TV champion and the world champion. What? Facts. Facts. <laughs> what? Facts. So pay per view, you got a belt for weekly TV. You got you're literally carrying the company on your back. Rob Van Dam and ECW as a tag team champion and TV champion simultaneously. Rob Van Dam as as the WWE ECW champion and the WWE champion. That's all I'm saying. Like. We not de-unifying shit. And what I've seen, and this is, allow me to allow me to get on one right quick. 
<clears throat> pause. What I'm fucking irritated about with this situation, because Roman, a part of Roman's deal is fewer dates, so that's why he won't be here for SmackDown. And this SmackDown show at the Dickies Arena is just a makeup for the Raw that they canceled when the pandemic hit. Facts. <clears throat> for those who, who may not know. Which is crazy, because it's damn near the same card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then there's that no one ever blamed no one ever blamed them for being outside the box all the time but um like he signed you know he's fewer dates he's basically on an orton type deal he's gonna work tv when he does and apparently the rumor is that he was gonna take like 10 weeks off and then basically be back for the big stadium shows and the part about this that pisses me off is you have people on the internet who are saying, well, if he's not going to defend the titles, he should drop them, or you should have never unified them. Bitch, see Brock Lesnar. Right. That's my first, <laughs> that's the first thing. Like, see Brock Lesnar, then get back to me. But we're talking about an individual whose immune system is compromised due to leukemia. Still in a pandemic. Still in the midst of a pandemic, he's been traveling the globe Hasn't missed TV, hasn't missed a pay-per-view. Undefeated in two years. All of the all of the above. Everything about what Roman is doing right now is what should be done. If that man wants to take 10 weeks to go rest, recharge, uh, treat his immune system, whatever the fuck he feels like doing, you should shut the fuck up and acknowledge your tribal chief. Because we have seen many instances where world titles go undefended Let's for months at a time so here's what you can do you can use this time to build up his challengers because right now he has none that's part of the reason he's taking Bruh, time off especially on the on the blue brand you ain't got nobody ready for him Seth is Seth Cody maybe Kevin Owens if you wanted to do that again and Drew McIntyre and Shinsuke so you got a top five but none of them have been built up to where it seems like it's going to be anything other than a glorified squash have we seen a one-on-one -on -one with Roman and uh, Bobby Lashley yet yeah okay 20, 2017 um, is back when Bobby was still wearing a headband no I'm talking about for the championship nah neither one of them were champion at the time yeah so that that's, there's your big money matchup for uh, for the summer if you okay, were to if, if you were to do one <laughs> Drew Drew is at this point, Drew is is basically the the lead candidate to be the guy for at least one of those two huge um, stadium shows coming up. Because Money in the Bank is in what stadium? Money in the Bank is it's, it's in the I think isn't it in the no Titans play outside. No 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 that that's uh SummerSlam is going to be in uh, in Nashville. Tennessee. So what what's Money in the Bank? On second, who's, whose stadium is that? That I'm about to, I'm about to bring it to you. Allegiant Stadium in London. No, I'm there sorry, uh, Allegiant Stadium in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, Las Vegas, Las oh, Vegas. I'm sorry, Vegas, Vegas. So yeah. It's, so it's the it's the Raiders Stadium. Yeah. So you got Vegas, which so basically they're just going back and doing what they did already with SummerSlam, and then there's the what's after that SummerSlam, and then there's the the overseas the UK show, and then you Drew got is going to headline. Hold on, then what? you got all these all these stories that are popping up about the stipulation for money in the bank that is going to de-unify the title. So it's for one of the hold, titles. Hold, hold, what you got on that? Because I'm going I'm to shoot a couple slugs, that shit in a minute. But the fucking entitlement of, of these internet fucking fans, bro, like, I can understand, okay, 100% transparent moment. We know Stanford does pay attention to shit that goes on on the internet. As like well this podcast. show, <laughs> as, right? <laughs> this show, but, but frog, um, frog in my throat, man. Sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't hit at, the mute button. At, at the same time, we have to realize there's a there's a segment of the population that just isn't bright. Boy. So, and usually they're the loudest. So, when you have these, right? You have these situations where people just get online and say the dumbest shit, like just the dumbest shit possible you want to strip him of his titles and all this kind of shit and he almost like he doesn't deserve a break like what world champion do you know that hasn't taken a vacation 
<laughs> like Hogan didn't work TV matches for the most part. He worked pay-per-views and Saturday night's main event. Ric Flair did one uh one house oh sorry, one TV show per month in a solo match, usually the week before uh his main his his main event at a stadium or, or an arena. You ain't never seen Ric Flair work with WCW Worldwide. That's what I do know. Well, you did. And it was only it was only one time I remember him actually working a match on Worldwide, and it was because he lost the World Heavyweight Championship to Ryan Garvin. So it was across everything WCW. Worldwide. Oh, we, talking about, we, we talking about two different Worldwides. I'm talking about Worldwide from fucking uh, Universe Studios on the platform. Okay, okay, with with the purple WCW logo. Yeah, we are. Yeah, you you we, talking about so never. White, white ceramic background. Yeah, never. Not, not, no, not studio TV. Hey, hey, never, <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> so, but but I say that to say when people get online and say some of the stupid shit they say as a reaction because you you basically want to throw stones at everybody who happens to be successful. It's like I can totally see someone in Stanford reading it and say, "Fuck these people! I don't need to I don't need to pay attention to their opinions. They're not smart enough to know what's going on. They they're they're halfway worked." Like you're treating this shit like it's a work. Well, you're treating this shit like it's a shoot. <laughs> you're just treating this shit. That's the problem is that they're treating this shit. <laughs> right. That part. Like we don't get we never get on here and argue about the the results of matches. We 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 are we debate about the creative, but we're not like, oh man, if so and so didn't cheat, so and so would have won. Like we talk about we for. talk about things like who stands to be the best for wear after the fact? For instance, AEW Dynamite. We we didn't talk about this, and this wasn't on the agenda. But I'm so glad that we that you made that statement. Why the hell did we have Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy kill themselves in an Owen Hart tournament match a week before? And this is technically the go home show for uh, Double or Nothing because next week is probably going to be a recap show for fucking free. This is like the what the third time they've killed each other for or they they've or they've killed themselves for free. The Darby forward somersault out of the ring off a ladder off the top of, off, off the top of a ladder over yep. the top rope to the floor yep. through eight chairs with Jeff Hardy laid prone on them. Of course Hardy stood up to catch him, but yeah, same thing. You're giving this away on free TV. Like, don't you know motherfuckers would have paid to see that? Like, okay, you do that at the pay-per-view. And then people hear about it. And then you don't show it unless people bought it. You might have actually people, lost pay-per-view buys because you had that match on TV. Like, this is why I be talking about that super fan shit. It, it's not always the best thing, especially, you know... The formula that you're using for television, for for good, bad, or indifferent, it needs tweaking. The numbers just tell you it needs tweaking. Like you can pick a side of the fence to be on and all that. We'll get to that with you know uh, CM Punk and Bischoff, but obviously something needs to be tweaked. I would start here. Like what the fuck are we giving? Like. You know people want to see this. You absolutely know people want to see this. Now, so people will pay for it. Now here, this is what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about last week when you were talking about stepping on the brick. Like, nah, we don't need more pay per views. We just need the ones we get to be good and to put the premium shit on there. This now, was premium shit. You now, put testers out on some shit you knew was gonna jump back. Now check this out. Here's the thing. Remember who we're talking about in this portion of the show. The tribal chief and head of the table, Roman Reigns. Facts. What is one thing that he hasn't done on regular TV in about two months? Wrestle. What's one thing that he, if he if if he does wrestle that we don't get from him like in the ensuing weeks? Presence on TV. Hmm. I've said that numerous times before that the champion does not need to be wrestling on TV every week, nor do they need to be at TV every week. I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to the next part that, of the rebuttal to people who say he should drop the title or you should de-unify. Lego. Here's an opportunity for you to do one of two things. How about you? How about you elevate the mid-card titles? Ooh. <laughs> Please and thank you. Like, 
2018 saw Seth Rollins, in the absence of Brock Lesnar, become the guy on Monday night because of his defenses of the Intercontinental Championship. Which, Shout out to Dolph Ziggler. Which also led to Seth Rollins kicking, kicking off a pay-per-view against Brock Lesnar and winning the match within we the belt. Ask, we absolutely see it works because if you get in the ring and you turn the fuck up, sometimes good things happen just because people like wrestling. Say it doesn't always have to, I'm sorry, go ahead. It doesn't always have to be uh, you know, drama class practice. It doesn't always have to be some elongated, fluffed up story that doesn't have any real substance. Sometimes you just need to get two people in the ring and ring the fucking bell. Say what you want about them. Like them, love them. Be mad because it never happened on the heel turn, but John Cena in the U.S. title. Not not the spinner belt. No. Oh, my God. I I don't understand why that wasn't just the formula going forward. Oh, they, try, they tried it. They tried it. No one they did it like he did it. They didn't stick to it. Like, you don't. Because, you because he, he, he believed in it. No one else believed in it. And he it showed. That, Fuck what you believed. I wrote it. Go do it. <laughs> you do that shit with everything else. Every bum ass wedding you try to pass off. All this shit with the 24-7 title. I'm under the impression that a lot of these people don't like the shit they do. But we wrote it this way. Sang it like I fucking wrote it. <laughs> Anime. So if we actually. So if we really want to elevate a mid-card title, R- Rico should be doing open challenges every fucking week. Until we figure out if we're going to give him a manager or figure out how to refine his communication skills with the audience, he needs to be in the ring doing flippy-do shit and winning matches every <laughs> week. Hey, Corny, we see you. <laughs> your, your, mid, your mid-card titles need to be the equivalent of the television championship. They're going to be defended every night. Unfortunately, we- unfortunately now they're just the mid-card titles. You can fix that. You have a, you're gonna have ten weeks to not have your tribal chief taking up what 20, 20 plus minutes of airtime, because he's the reason people are watching the show. And between his in ring segments and the stuff that goes on backstage, that's about twenty plus minutes of airtime. That's enough time to insert an intercontinental title match with an open open challenge, and you just send the best worker you can come up with that day out to work with Ricky, Rico, so he can do all the shit he know how to do and then go over and get over so people actually care about that fucking belt man and yes i called <laughs> it a belt and the same thing on, on monday nights with with uh with austin theory i'm a mama name austin i'm gonna call him austin same shit he's the heel so old school new school need to learn no <laughs> old, old school one-on-one we gonna show up as the heel champion. I'm gonna cheat to win. I'm finna. I'm finna use the Eddie Guerrero playbook. Get these bars every time. But for whatever reason, it there's this lack of commitment to mid card championships. You need to be trying to build challengers to feed the beast. And I'm not speaking about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and and then that's the other part. They're thinking if we leave Brock Lesnar off TV enough, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You're going to bring him back and put him back into a situation with Roman Reigns. Like we haven't seen them on pay-per-view in a main event 17 times. And that's the one thing we don't want because we've even seen the same match at least two times. It's the thing we're going to get. We're pro- What it is, he'll come back and we'll end up getting the match that they were supposed to have at WrestleMania before Brock went full-fledged UFC. Man. I bet you there won't be a Kimura lock in this one. <laughs> I can guarantee you that much. All right. So let's fast forward. Uh, we, More so, contract negotiation. Take so, the flight over to, uh, to uh, fucking New Jersey. Okay. All right. So the uh, the greatest son to, every, to ever wear Burberry, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, America's greatest asshole, MJF. Did an interview with Ariel Alwani, um, not maybe what about a month ago, and he's he's been saying a lot of things in promos that, that are about uh, that are anti AEW and pro WWE as it relates to his status as a commodity for a brand, even so much to the point of alluding to jumping ship once his contract is up, putting over WWE talent. Come to find out, 
these things have been shoots the entire time. I, I'd like to call this a RuPaul. I feel like this is a work. Come on, girl. Work it. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real with you. Just, you know, that's just me. If anybody, if any two people had the propensity to pull this off, it would be Tony Khan and MJF. Simply because MJF, and I'm really surprised by this, uh, he, he's one of the greatest heels of any generation, possibly the best heel in business today. And last night uh, in New Jersey or New York City, Long Island to be exact, he actually played the face role the entire time and did not give his hometown crowd any agita of heel. Which is shocking. One, even one for him. small one because he called the people he called the people up in the cheese seats. You're poor, but you're still beautiful. The pores. But you're still beautiful. The pores. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, now that's one of the things I do like about AEW. They 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 lean into the bizarro world part of it. Like CM Punk will be a heel in hockey towns that don't fuck with the Blackhawks. <laughs> like Long Island, New York. Bing. <laughs> um, like they they lean into it. They know that when MJF is in Long Island, New York, he's a face, regardless of what he's done. The he could run over someone's grandmother with a Cadillac, and he. But if he does it in um, Texas, and then they're in Long Island the next week, he's still gonna be a face. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It just doesn't matter. When Punk is in Chicago, he can do no wrong. He could have he could have split four people open the week before with a box cutter. He could he could talk about every wrestler's dead mother in the back. When his music hit, it's clobbering time. So I mean, I like that they lean into the bizarre world aspect and they just kind of let people root for who they're gonna root for. It's not so manipulative like what WWE has done, especially as of late, because they're splicing in old crowd footage. Which don't even don't even don't even get me started on on the sweetening effect. That might no no no. See, every company sweetens the audio. We we know this from just the fact that we're audiophiles. But when you're literally taking you're taking clips of the crowd from shows that took place months, weeks, years ago, and splicing them into live footage as though it is happening in in real real time. time. That's some whole shit. <laughs> like, uh, artificial like, intelligence okay. for real. Okay, when you listen to what I just described, would that not be an indicator that something needs to change? If the live crowds that are in your building paying to see live action are not excited enough for you to get footage to use, isn't that an indicator that something isn't it working this is very like, true like damn damn if it's like full capacity on seats because you can kind of blank you can reason your way out of that you can say well people don't have the money because it's still you know pandemic or you know people are still kind of leery about being in big crowds you can reason yourself out of the reason attendance is down but when the people that are there that are braving the elements and got no celebration about they they pull up now you know you fucking up because you got people sitting in the seats just out of habit yeah, pretty much we just need something to do or they coming so we can get a good deal on seats so we'll fuck it we'll go like that's a problem and a problem that probably should be addressed sooner than later because now everybody knows you're splicing in old crowd footage and there's that but with back to MJF. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like it's a work. Now you might feel a little differently. I'm looking at it like if MJF plays it this way as a work, because you know Tony Khan's a super fan, so he'd be hundred percent up for something like this. There's absolutely no way that this works out bad for MJF. Cause either you're gonna re-up with AEW or get an extension for far more money that pushes you into a better tax bracket or Kano's gonna fuck around and let 2024 get here and give you choices <laughs> and if you give him cho- <laughs> there's a Pimp C line I want to quote right now but it's it, 
it, it goes against some of the shit we do on this podcast. <laughs> it's, some, it's some words we it's some words we try to avoid on this podcast, and Pimp C ain't, ain't wasn't living that life for this particular line. This is this but, is the this is the truth. Out here giving too many choices, but you gonna fuck around. Let twenty twenty four come around, and he gonna have a choice. And you know Stanford is petty. As fuck. If they ain't shit else, they petty. So they gonna either drop a big enough bag to take him from you or make you overpay for him. MJF is in a fucking catbird seat. You got me MJF'd up. I'm gonna sit here and watch this bag jump. I don't care who mad about me doing an interview about my, my finances and my contract situation. Bitch, they mine. <laughs> mine and mine alone. Be mad about your shit. Like, see what your contract status look like. Won't you go to your job, talk to your supervisor, and see how much money you can negotiate? Tell them motherfuckers you ain't coming to work. Might not work for you the way it worked for me, but worry about your shit. With with MJF, I mean, he's playing this shit perfectly to me. Now, some people think it's 100% real and they beefing behind the scenes. I think it's just, you know, it, it makes for good TV. It makes him more of a smug asshole, especially for that crowd. That crowd is AEW loyalists. They don't want to hear shit about anything that comes from Stanford. Absolutely factual. And if, if you bring up the fact that you're gonna try to get famous on our TV and then take your take your talents to Stanford. And we've yet to see that person yet. We've yet to see that person go from AEW to WWE or back to WWE for that matter. So when, when Cody Rhodes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You <laughs> What? What? How, how the week have forgotten? Yes, Cody Rhodes is the first person to to pull that off, in in in, in the purest form too. And shout out to his uh, Broken Skull Sessions interview with Steve Austin. It's, it's actually pretty interesting and very informative. I need to get on that. I forgot. I forgot they even dropped right after the pay per view. Cody played. Well, it actually uh, debuted a little uh, the Saturday before. You know, they be liking to load shit up, and if you're not paying attention, they'll sneak it by you. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> on the cack on the cack but oh, I mean he, it's proof that Cody played the long game and I feel like that might have been his that might have been his goal the entire time was to play the long game cause I didn't realize he started so young he, same as JTG he was like 20 when he debuted on TV so for him to go through what he went through then get released do the indies thing he's played the long game to make himself exponentially more valuable to where when he came back, he's a seasoned veteran. He's worked all around the world. People know his name. He has an established character and image. And now WWE has to drop a bigger bag to get him. And now he's gonna have some, he's gonna have creative influence. Might not be creative control, but he's gonna be heavily influential on anything he does. And that's out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, as, as as if he hasn't had a lot of creative freedom as it is now, but he's also earned that through his work. Yeah, more creative freedom, but now he's got a bigger production budget. Oh boy! <laughs> because as we know, undefeated. Boy. Straight like that. Straight like that. Now MJF gonna get broke off though, and he's doing the professional athlete shit too. He's just he's biding his time. He's doing the Lamar Jackson. He's like, no, nah, don't pay me yet. Don't pay me just yet. I'll ride this out. Nah. Because if he if he fuck around and win a Super Bowl, he's exponentially more valuable. He might get 50 a year. But here here's my only complaint with MJF is what can you do with him that has hasn't what well, that what can you do with him in WWE? that you couldn't do with him in AEW because you know Stanford's not putting a title on him. Do you know that, though? Nah. He's... Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. So, if if you want, and not... This isn't in in a character sense. This is just in a overall status sense. MJF is the equivalent of Austin Theory. Meaning they're both young enough to leave and come back twice. Mm. So time is on their side. They can play this any way they want to. 
MJF can completely get to 2024 and say, I haven't resigned. I'm waiting on the best offer. Stanford offers them, you know, offers him a, a, a insane bag. And I'm pretty sure Cody Rhodes would be partly responsible for that bag being offered because he's going to be the one to give all the intel about what Max is for real. <laughs> you, you, think, you, think Cody, you think Cody's floating with Max territory right now? You you think he ain't? You do you think I gave you all this money for you to sit around this bitch and be blonde? So honestly, I think that he deserves something because he brought the logo with him. Unless he's getting a license fee for that logo. Who, who that? Cody. Which logo? The Nightmare for lo- Family yes. logo? Yes. I mean, you know he own that shit. If you put it on your neck, you better own it. Yeah. So is he getting a license for it or is he getting residual revenue off of the t-shirts? Is he the last is he the last of that breed with that contract? I mean Because he's selling I shirts. I think he might have just negotiated his own situation. Again, this is gonna be more like professional sports where everybody is not created equal. You don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. Mm. Nobody else is gonna come behind Roman and get fewer dates because you ain't Roman. <laughs> he got more money for less less dates. How, when you get more money for less work, you know you're in a special class. Period. So Cody having, we know Cody is about his. He's about the business and his business. So I'm fairly certain we're not going to be making video. Okay, when 2K23 get made and his tattoo is on his neck, I guarantee you he's going to fall by four. Flashback to the conversations we've had in the past. Shouts out to the Randy Orton lawsuit. For real, I guarantee it. Either he's getting paid for that tattoo or it won't be on his neck. Boy. They'll, they'll blur that bitch out and be the first time a tattoo's been censored in a game. <laughs> if he, if you have a you have a, a next gen console game with a, with an eight bit pixelation on the man's neck for the entire game, Pix- <laughs> pixelated as fuck. Looks like <laughs> NES. <laughs> so for that reason, you know Cody's smart. We didn't. If I'm Stanford, there's no way I dropped that big of a bag on him just because I wanted to have an AEW star. I hired you for Intel. I did hire you for star power, so you're gonna do your thing on that. I'm willing to concede some things because two things I need you to be able to do. Give me the intel on how AEW works internally, and then recruit people. Meaning people we have our eye on, AKA Wardlow, AKA Powerhouse Hobbs, AKA MJF. You know what I'm saying? The people, the people that they're interested in, it's gonna be talent relations. It's gonna <laughs> fucking Johnny Ace is gonna call Cody into the room and ask for a review. And you and, uh, and if you have a good number on them, and you can't tell me that if MJF deal is up and then Wardlow's deal is up and Wardlow gets negotiated a higher rate, that he and MJF won't reunite in WWE. Why wouldn't they? I'm man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Stanford's the type of petty to do that whole storyline over again. Yep, from from beginning to end, the exact would, same way. It, it, night one, Wardlow would show up with Max as the heater. <laughs> but we 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 we're in a different era of contract negotiations. People are gonna start negotiating for what they want because now T-shirt revenue is not the end all be all. It's people, you know, you fight for television time because the more you're on TV and the better you look on TV, the more merchandise you can sell and X, Y, Z. I mean, that's out the window. That and, don't exist no more. And look at Xavier Woods. Not only is he a WWE personality, but or a superstar, he's a TV personality on a network. So I dare you to approach him with some bullshit next time it's a bag to be made. <laughs> He'll G4 on your ass literally and figuratively. All he'll have to say is, I have more time, G4. And he can get the exact same bag missing from a G4 contract that he will be losing from WWE. Mark my speaking words. Of which, speaking of which, shout out to the return of Up, Up, Down, Down on YouTube. They, they've, I guess they've come to a some sort of an agreement to get that back rolling. But, yeah, uh, buddy. Yeah. It's a different era. Like the, the the money's different. 
the, the, the contract is different, the contract process is different. We are seeing a morph to where professional wrestling is going to mirror professional sports. Namely, I would say, I would more or less say like the NFL, because you're not going to be able to strong arm your way out of a contract the way NBA players can. An NBA player can say, fuck you, I'm going to sit down and he going to get traded by the All-Star break. We've seen it happen too many times. Superstars can force their way wherever they want to go. NFL players, not quite as much. Man. And then we take our trip to the land of the rising sun. Japan. <laughs> Man. Kota Abushi has uh, <laughs> gotten all the way the fuck outside. He, he, he's open at this point. And uh, here, here is a quote. And there is quite the chat screenshot that was posted on Twitter behind this quote. The quote goes like this. I'll expose all about the former cheater's goon. You're right. Already returned. And the sexually harassing bosses from the company's president's lies to his unreasonable power harassment this time. Get prepared for this. Tospo, to, uh, Tokyo Sports, and... TV Asahi too. I don't care. Wait, 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 wait. TV who? Asahi. You know whose last name that is, right? No. Okay, there's a moonsault that has that exact No, no, no. Asahi. I think that's spelled different. Is it? I believe so. Do your Googles. I'm doing it right now. I'm about to jump yes. all the way up. Yeah, it's spelled. So. A-S-A-I is the moonsault. A-S-A-H-I is the TV network. Okay, I almost threw the Ultimo Dragon. It's Ultimo Dragon. I almost <laughs> threw him in some bullshit. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Just threw me all the way off. Hope. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> uh, now, let's see here. Now, in, in New Japan official... Kikuchi is in a conversation with Ibushi, and Ibushi is writing this whole, is, is filming this whole screenshot. So let me continue. This is back and forth. Ibushi, okay. if I'm told so from the NJ uh, in New Japan side, I can't complain. I'll get things settled. It's fine if you just fire me. Kikuchi, I don't want to do that. What happened to you? Ibushi, there's no reason whatsoever. I have no excuse either, and I don't know why I can't align with this company's rules. If the atmosphere is too weird, then it could be quick. You so you can cut me with no remorse. And then a fan, uh, a fan says something. It says, as we discussed, it turned out that what's black is still black. I'm not a robot. Kikuchi stinked since he wanted me to return before Wrestle Kingdom. I was healed up. If, if I was healed up, I endured it though. You know what's going to happen behind. You know what's going on behind the scenes. If you've been in the business for no less than 18 years, I don't think it's a negative thing. I take it rather personally. I'm very, very calm, but thanks for your concern. And then this back to the screenshot with Kikuchi. Kikuchi says, don't you think it's wrong to make an appearance without permission? Maybe we should talk in the office. Koda says, you came at me at the uh, to the end of, uh, wait, you came at me to end the contract. So I thought it, uh, that was it. I'd accept it. I don't think uh, it changes if we talked. Kakushi says, it looks like you can't have that conversation. So you cause problems and make it other guys fault in order to leave the company. I mean, you do have extra reasons or issues other than that, don't you? Eboshi says nothing at all. Kakuchi, because if you think if you've done nothing wrong and suddenly a line message about ending your contract comes, wouldn't you do? Wouldn't you ask? Did I do anything wrong? Abushi says I didn't. I didn't think it was a problem. So sorry, I didn't do that. I'll talk to the higher ups. And apparently, it has uh, something to do with New Japan officials not happy that Kota was uh, at, at Takamichinoku's JTO promotion, which stands for Just Tap Out, on March the fifth. I kind of like the sound of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just and then tap out, bro. Then Kota Ibushi had a, a bunch of other things to say, namely that 
uh, like I guess a fan asked him about returning to DDT Pro, and he said he he would never return to DDT Pro because uh, his strength he was uh, he was able to bench press the equivalent of like 200 and something pounds or maybe even more than that, and now he's barely able to bench press 88 pounds. Here, I don't want to speculate. What it sounds like to me is a few too many bumps on the head and that he's physically tired. Understandable. But he's in the wrong country to make these types of accusations towards another company and threaten them publicly and all he wants is termination. Uh, It is a dangerous game and it's happening at the worst possible time because the place that you would end up going because you you did a tour of duty in stanford you didn't really care for it apparently you went back to america or you went back to japan your he did too didn't he because he did the uh, the 205 live the original tournament right or the cruiserweight tournament yeah i think so and then he did an nxt thing i counted that as one tour because that one led to the other i don't think he ever went home oh okay i i, I thought there was a there was a nice gap there but you know go ahead though it, <laughs> yes, yes, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But um <laughs> such a child. <laughs> I'm having fun. For here. crying out loud. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> but currently a you would figure if he left New Japan or left Japan altogether, his landing spot would be where? Oh, I hate I hate to say this, but it sounds like it would be AEW because of his name recognition. And because he's best friends with Kenny, Kenny Omega, Tony Khan's, yep. t- Tony Khan's gonna probably be able to cut him the biggest check that he can be cut. If we're on the back half of his career due to injuries, you want to make the biggest bag possible. You want to be in the best position possible to uh, not only make money but have the highest profile matches. So AEW would probably be your best bet. But what's AEW about to do in June? A New Japan joint pay per view. You can't escape this gangster shit so what your bet what your best play is is the parlay wait wait to see wait to see who comes for you right get get some sort of understanding with the higher ups in japan squash whatever this is going on because i hate when when um People just push the translate button on, on Japanese text because it, it doesn't translate to English as smooth. Yeah, that this is very true. Like, it, it just doesn't. But smooth this out with the higher-ups, come to some sort of agreement, get on the same page. That way, Tony can be an advocate for you. Say, hey, things are a little rough. Everything's not going the way it should let Tony use part of the revenue for Forbidden Door to help buy you out of your situation. To negotiate a trade. Because we dealing with sports management. We're name this episode Arliss. Boy, Arliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's one for your head. Shout out to HBO Max. But he's in a no-win situation here. Especially for what we know about Japan, I ain't finna go into it because I ain't got no time to be approached by somebody about some things that have been said that we know to be true but aren't supposed to be spoken out loud. Feel what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. Right. So, it's in Coda's best interest to just take a knee on this and I know he may not feel like doing it because sometimes when you get rubbed the wrong way you don't feel like squashing shit you're like fuck it let's go in this particular situation it is of your best interest to get out of that situation with as little friction as possible so that you can move forward and prosper Cause they ain't finna let you out of no damn contract in Japan to go wrestle for another Japan group. You can hang that shit up. Life gonna be real hard on you. But if you can negotiate to come to America and be an AEW, you know Tony'll let you go back over there and do whatever you want to do. You gonna be fucking careful when you get off the plane, but he'll let you go. <laughs> Factual. 
Cause you're gonna be doing more than tapping out. You stay in that bitch too long. But again, I digress. I ain't that ain't my not my circus, not my monkeys. Boy. So what happens here? Does that does Coda cool off? Does Coda keep talking? Does that and it does it make it more volatile for him going elsewhere? If Coda don't cool off, he's gonna be an episode of Dark Side Ring. Oh boy, I didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to hear it, but you know it's true. Boy. <laughs> so let, let's just call it spade a spade. I ain't gonna point no fingers, I ain't gonna say no names. All I'm saying is if Coda don't cool off, he probably gonna end up as an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Eesh. Well, there's that. Um <laughs> let, uh, let us move forward. Do we do we have anything else? Because I think we pretty much wrapped everything. There was one other thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, one other mm-hmm. thing. You knew what it was. I was waiting on you to figure it out. <sighs> Eric Bischoff has been taking CM Punk to task uh, about being uh, not as great as CM Punk thinks that he is. CM Punk was outside and active on Twitter, and uh, Bischoff is, you know, in Bischoff form, in true Bischoff form, has uh, has gone on to say. Here's a quote from Twitter. Better storytelling equals growth. If AEW ever wants to get uh, the other 900 fans in the room, they'll need to stop booking for one small segment of the audience. Get more than 900 fans. I'm sorry. That's that's some fuck shit because they, I mean. No, no, no. You don't get the other. It says get the other. Not more than. The other 900? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean then? So basically, like I guess they're not selling out, and but in order for you to get get to where you want to be, unless they unless he's really calling AEW small time, which I know he wouldn't do that because he's been part of their product before. The under the other nine hundred fans in the room. I, okay. And that's a debate that he had with Con, uh, Conrad Thompson on eighty three weeks. Um, they air they put the clip up on um, on Twitter. Is also on YouTube, and CM Punk replies back with a tweet: "Wrestling Twitter needs to stop amplifying all the old, uh, old head, bad faith, bad take, carny dipshits. They had their moment in the sun. Let them die in the dark with their ego podcast." Quote me. Darts, and no, nobody's wrong here. Well, I feel like Eric Bischoff absolutely has a place in modern content consumption no as we've discussed no one knows the television side of professional wrestling better than he does that isn't sitting in a boardroom in stanford he doesn't have to write anything all he has to do is tell people what to do he has that pedigree. We're talking almost 40 years in this. Right. So why wouldn't I, we, we listen to that caliber of individual backstage? And, and as, as we always say around here, when giving information, consider your audience. When receiving information, consider your the source. source. And Eric Bischoff, like anybody else in his age group, is set in his ways. There, everything is not gonna be right, but everything probably deserves to be listened to in, in order to vet it. Justify, yeah, justify the actions with the words, like you know, like make make a, make an informed judgment, an informed decision based on the things, like the words and the history that's attached to it. Instead of walking off in mid sentence. In, in a fit of ignorance arms fit flailing in the air and like I say for, for better for worse good better and different we have seen the numbers and how they have changed over time to where there may be some merit to what he's saying that something needs to change his opinion is that it's storytelling alright cool I don't necessarily have a problem with the stories that get told in AEW. I my thing is when you start telling a story and then you don't see that person for three weeks with no vignettes, 
no updates. You actually have to follow YouTube in addition to the other 24 hours worth of wrestling that comes on in a week. I, I'm not, I'm just honest with you. I ain't doing it. I have money to make. <laughs> <laughs> we got shit to do. Like, we got lives, wives, and babies. I'm not finna add no more unnecessary content consumption to my plate in my week. I'm not finna do it. It's too much shit going on. It's Raw, it's SmackDown, it's NXT, which I done gave, for, gave up on anyway. Um, shit, main event. Uh, all the different documentaries. Broken Skull Sessions, when those come out. The pay-per-view, if it's a week for that, because those are once a month. You got AEW, you got, uh, you got Dynamite, you got Rampage. Dark is a whole different situation on YouTube. If you if you into Penny and the Gang, it's uh, BTE. Then you have, uh, you got NWA Power. Got, I mean, it's a lot of <laughs> shit. On on top of the other indie stuff we get, or if we, we'll see something from New Japan or whatever the case may be. I, if, look, I forgot about Access TV. New Japan is back on Access TV. It's too many Which hours too, of content. Too late. Too late to, take, to talk about this, but um, if you're hearing this, it's already too late. They're actually showing uh, Windy City, uh, I guess Windy City Showdown or whatever it's called from New Japan, where you had Ishii versus. Uh, oh man, it was a oh man, it was a bloodbath. Um, I, well, I'm sorry, a bloodbath, a slap fest. Um, I'm, I'm losing losing my train of thought. Uh, hold on, because uh, Moxley Moxley versus Will Os- Will on the spray and Ishii oh, versus Minoru now. Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see riots, what it's called? Yeah, there, there you go, Wood. Yeah, one, yeah. one time for yeah. one time. <laughs> oh, I mean, and also, you you can go back and find it somewhere, but it's it's just a, a lot of fucking content. Oh, and then also in uh the uh, New Japan event on the fourteenth, oh boy, Eddie Kingpin is Gang. Go- going up against Tomohiro Ishii. So y'all know he is gang. Just so y'all know. Is, we say we mean that. We say that we mean it. He is gang. He's already, he's already been a jumped in and initiated. Don't let the Wu-Tang colors fool you. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. <laughs> so yeah, that, that'll do it, man. Um, I guess we'll do a you know who ain't gonna win for double or nothing coming up next week. In the meantime, show at, broken, show at BrokenPencilBC.com. That's BrokenPencilBC uh, on all things social. Broken oh, no, we, got, we got two weeks till uh, Double or Nothing. It's on the 29th. Oh, I keep thinking, for some reason, I keep thinking this is the 19th. <laughs> Boy, I just want school to be out so bad. <laughs> Bruh. How can, how, can I, how can I spell it? How can I tell you the date and still think it's a week later? Fam. I'm 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 active. <laughs> Show brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on all things social. At brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 So we've got with the shit. Broken pistol logic. You can't write this. Mark my words. Uh, fuck the casual fan. And shouts out to our favorite tag team partner, Mr. Ron Murray. Price just went up. Price. 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 Price just went up. On your funky ass. Suave. Yeah. It's been a fun one. Take him to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. I mean, I don't see a reason why I can't do this one. The Broken Pencil Booking Company, a pro wrestling podcast infused with hip hop. Available on all streaming platforms, including TheBeastRadio.com.